again God, I'm begging, please, again I need you Lord, I need you Walking down these desert roads Water for my thirsty soul I need you Yes, God, I need you Your forgiveness Is like sweet, sweet Good evening Broadcasting from Denver, North Carolina. We are the Catholic Guys, and this is the Catholic Guys prod- Podcast. With your hosts, Paul Bartman and Sal Marino. podcast we will be talking about forgiveness within our faith and an interesting story from world war ii that we want to share with you which is just simply we thought was simply amazing and we wanted to share with our listeners and followers of our podcast so forgiveness probably one of the most difficult part of our faith one of the most important and definitely the most difficult to uh, follow through on right and to forgive others and jesus said you know if you, we need to forgive others like he forgives us for our sins yep he died on the cross for our sins so we must be able to forgive in order to appreciate what that sacrifice he did on the on the cross and we actually have one of our seven sacraments reconciliation is regarding forgiveness, yeah. right, and absolution. Given to us by, through Pentecost. Right. So it's important. Jesus came back to and, and gave the apostles the ability to, to hear and receive sin and to retain those sins of those who uh, sought them out. And, and a lot of people um, have a hard time practicing forgiveness, and, you know, it, 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 it hardens their heart. So if you ever listen to uh, Father Mike Schmidt, he always talks about he he makes the analogy of we can harden our heart like clay in the sun and not forgive others and sometimes we don't forgive god we yep. think that god has forsaken us and has not treated us treated us well and so you know we harden our heart like clay in the sun where as we need to open up and our heart should be like butter in the it, sun, exactly, and when you, when you think about it, if the sinner can approach uh, Jesus, approach the priest to ask for forgiveness for um, their sins, uh, it's amazing to me that people will harden their heart and think nothing of it to hold on to that that hatred, that anger for the, for whatever wrong was done to them. Um, we need to learn how to forgive and truly release that to to put it at the feet of Jesus Christ. And so tonight we're going to share uh, a World War II story, um, just amazing of forgiveness. Yeah, and it epitomizes the true nature of what we're supposed to do. And I think this is an example of the most extreme case of being able to say, I will hear your confession to forgive you. And, and the people of Poland and the people forgave him. Um, so in this story, um, Rudolf Haas um, 
He was an SS officer for the Nazi Germany. Um, and he was the commander in the concentration camp and the extermination camp of Auschwitz. So um, <clears throat> for you guys, Auschwitz, some, uh, some facts, um, 1.3 million people were sent there during the war um, in Poland. And out of it, 1.1 million people died or were killed there, were exterminated. So just it's just horrific to think about what they had to experience and what what in the conditions yep. and the in the stuff. And if you think about it, the majority of it w w were um, were Jewish people. There were some Catholics there. Uh, Saint Maximilian Kobe was there. Um, there were other ones also um, that were there. And so uh, Rudolf Haas, you know, he was born in the 1900s. He came from a very strict Catholic family, believe it or not. Um, his father wanted him to become a priest, um, and, and they, 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 they were very strong in their faith. Um, and then after his father passed away, um, he decided to join the, the German political movement. And <clears throat> in 1920, he actually renounced his Catholic faith, and he's, he kind of renounced it. And he became one of the early members of the Nazi party and was following Adolf Hitler. Um, and so as part of that, he became the commander of Auschwitz and was pretty high up and part of uh, Hitler's inner circle uh, as part of that. So it's amazing how you go from being strong Catholic, strong in your faith, and then you've kind of... Well, it goes to show you, I mean, the whole transition of World War II and Germany on exactly how the faithful, how can the faithful turn their backs and allow to uh, what happened in Germany to happen? And it did, and we saw it. We saw the people uh, cave, that they turned their backs, turned their eyes to see no evil, speak no evil, which is just as bad as doing the act. And they turned their, turned their eyes away from their faith. Yep. Yeah, so they, you know... Um, you know, they, they was a follower of Jesus, and he basically did a 180 and totally renounced Jesus and his faith. And as part of the war, um, there was a group of Jesuit priests that were arrested in, I think, Krakow. In, um, um, and the Gestapo arrested them and then sent them to Auschwitz yep. to, to, to be there. And... Um, their Jesuit leader or superior was out at the time. So he was out running errands or whatever. And um, when, when these priests were arrested, and so Father John Lowen um, realized what had happened with his Jesuit brothers. And so what he did is he went to Auschwitz and broke in. He was like, I'm not, I need to check on my, on my, on my priests. I need to make sure they're okay. So he broke in. And so at the time when he was captured, the guards and the people running Auschwitz thought, oh, they're going to put this man to death. It's like there's no way Haas is going to let allow this, and they're going to put him to death. And Haas was so impressed with Father Lowen's bravery and his faith and his concern for the Jesuit priests, he actually let him go. Which is amazing. Which is amazing that here's a man who had renounced his faith and almost a miracle from God that he hated the Catholic faith at that point, renounced it, 
was exterminating that many people and was like and had a soft spot in his heart for this priest and let him go. It's amazing. So after the war, um, Haas was captured, uh, uh, you know, as many of them were, in the Nuremberg trials, and he was tried for his crimes for humanity, against humanity, and he was found guilty and would be hung in Auschwitz back where, you know, he tortured and killed so many people. So he was in prison and waiting execution, and he thought for sure that the Polish people and the guards there watching him were just going to torture him and just be brutally abusive to him. And actually, it was the opposite. They treated him with respect. They treated him well, and he just couldn't believe it. He was like, "This is there's something wrong here. Why would anyone treat me with dignity and respect for what I've done to these people? And he just he didn't understand he couldn't believe it and that was kind of the turning point for him to kind of it's that candle that or that light that just flickers on it's like hmm there's got to be something to this right and so it he it, turning back to his faith and he decided he wanted to repent and you know he his time was limited and he wanted forgiveness so as part of that, you know, he, he converted back. So this was on Good Friday, and um, he requested a priest to come. He wanted reconciliation. He wanted to confess his sins. And, of course, the guards said, sure, and they obviously could not find a priest that would accommodate him and, and, and give him uh, reconciliation and confession, which rightfully so, there was a lot of hatred, a lot of hard feelings, the war had just ended. Oh, and, and there's painful places when you think about the idea of forgiveness can seem so trite, so far-fetched. Um, but when you, when you really look inward at our faith and what Jesus told us to do, if they seek forgiveness, you must hear them. Retain that sin. And so they came back and said, we couldn't find anyone. And then Haas remembered the Jesuit priest he had freed um, back um, when they had captured the Jesuit uh, priests. And so he asked for them to find him and asked if he would give him reconciliation. So the guards went through Krakow and found Father Lowen, of all places, in the Divine Mercy Church. Uh, of all places. If that's just not poetic, if, when you really think about that. Right. He was in there. He was a priest there. Um, and um, so he, he agreed and came to Auschwitz to give him reconciliation. And one of the guards who witnessed this said that, and his, and his words were, the confession went on and on and on and lasted forever. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. I mean, he truly understood what, what, what was at his doorstep, and I... Obviously, if, if you have a repentant heart, you want to get everything off that, um, off your chest and at the feet of Jesus. And so at the end of the reconciliation, the guard said, then Father Lowen gave him absolution, saying, your sins are forgiven. 
Rudolph Haas, you animal. Your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. And what it kind of shows is no one is beyond the mercy no. of God. Forgiveness means seeing the, that person as an image bearer of God. Impossible as that may seem. And that's, that's what's tough for, 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 for us humans when there's atrocities committed. And we've seen so many in this country. I mean, the Catholic Church knows of, of atrocities committed on children. And there's a lot of people who have forgiven. I mean, in the face of that adversity, that heinous crime, um, but he is forgiven. He will forgive. Uh, and it brings, bears to mind uh, when Jesus stops the uh, stoner um, or the adulterer from being stoned. The stoner, apology. Um, and when uh, she goes to him, but Jesus, I, I committed adultery. And he says to her, is there a sin so great that God cannot forgive? And as humans, we can't really comprehend what that means. Right. We want to hold on, and rightfully so. We, we, we're we emotional. And when, if something so heinous, yes, you can forgive, but you're still going to have that anger. And that's something, obviously, that you're going to have to overcome in time. And it's not something just because you forgave, you're going to forget. Right. And so if you, you got to take give credit to Father Lowen for doing his job and being a, I guess, a disciple of Christ, a server of Christ, to give him that sacrament yep. and to do his he was doing his job yeah absolutely i mean here i'm going back to what jesus says in luke chapter 17 uh verse 3 and 4 if your brother or sister sins against you rebuke them and if they repent forgive them if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying i repent you must forgive them jesus is abundantly clear when we cannot cannot withhold forgiveness no matter the crime or person or situation rebuke them yes bring them to justice absolutely actions have world, worldly consequences but forgiveness is a matter of the heart it's the practice of seeing the other person as what they are a broken being made by god and that that sums it up right we all are sinners we all falter and we can we're all capable of doing something heinous in another person's eyes Right. So, and then the next day, Father Lowen went back to the prison again and gave Haas the Eucharist, gave him communion before he died, which, the, which, which is understandable. He, he confessed. Right. So, so, and the guard present said it was probably the most beautiful moment he had ever seen in his life, just seeing that this guy who was an animal and was ruthless to so many people and just you know as, as father Lowen called him an animal with tears in his eyes he said and the guard said he looked like a little boy just you know weeping uncontrollably receiving the holy uh holy communion which they said was just unbelievable unimaginable mercy that that he had received from from god and getting the eucharist after everything he had done yep and this key, key reminder, forgiveness isn't just for the other person. It's for us. It gives us the peace of a calm heart and the knowledge that nobody can steal our deepest joy. So, you know, this is just, you know, Sal and I wanted to share this story with you. It's just, it's, you know, it's just. It's the heart of, of our faith, our Catholic faith. 
is to be able to understand forgiveness, to offer it, and to obviously heal ourselves in that same process. Right. And it's not only are we forgiving, are we helping the other person, but we're healing ourselves. Yep. We're healing our heart, and we're, we're trying to get the hatred out of our our mind yep. and our body so we can move forward and we can continue with our relationship with god because as sin builds that wall the lack of forgiveness on ourselves uh, also puts up that barrier and doesn't let us be the true uh true disciples of jesus christ right so um we're going to share more as we call it our kind of our, our our chapter of talking about stories of forgiveness we have a few more uh that we will be sharing uh with you about the Catholic faith and forgiveness and what people have endured and what they had to do to forgive others as part of their faith. And, um, and we obviously want you to, to take this time, this, this podcast, uh, take it in, think about it. And if, if there's, um, you know, something that's been holding you back for forgiving somebody or if you're holding on to anger or uh, still some hatred for an act that was put upon you, um, we implore you to forgive yourself, to allow that healing to come into your life. We, we all have that baggage and that history um, sometimes that, that we carry with us and that burden. Um, like Jesus, we carry that cross, and sometimes we just got to forgive and move forward and kind of, um, you know, figure out and let our faith handle it and put it in Jesus's hands exactly to, to handle it all let him carry the load he's there for you to carry that load don't take it on by yourself right so once again I you know Sal and I hope you found uh, this podcast informational um, once again we want to thank all our listeners anyone who listens to our uh, our podcast yes. the information we share with you with stuff we find interesting it's it's information we share with our children in in their seventh grade class as they prepare for confirmation and are going to be soldiers and evangelists of christ um this is stuff that we think that is important to them um as they do that preparation to go out and become uh, adults and, and, and practicing and, catholics and in the practicing world practicing catholics in a world that's right now it seems that we're getting away from that relationship with God and in a world where we think we can do everything by ourselves. And there's a lot of hate and a lot of just um, bad vibes and just a lot of bad stuff going on. And we've got to lean on our faith and our forgiveness so that we can move forward um, with our faith. Build our community. And build the our way, community. The way it should be built. So thank you once again. God bless. God bless and have a good night. Thank you so much.